Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. CeraVe facial moisturizers with SPF protect skin against damaging UV rays and continuously deliver three essential ceramides to help restore skin's protective barrier so it can lock in moisture. Non-greasy, fragrance-free, and won't clog pores? With CeraVe, skin feels hydrated and looks healthy all day. CeraVe facial moisturizers with SPF from the number one dermatologist recommended facial moisturizer brand. Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a huff a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Guys, have we got some exciting news for you? Bonus episode, baby! Oh yeah, when Ram and Tom get together They're not people anymore, they're animals By the name of the wolf and the owl Oh, I love that, I love when you do that voice uh, you look so like nice just lying there just glazed in your own sweat yeah i've just been for a run guys just been for a run like uh, a proper run as well because like you've got like sort of 90s film sweat like the way that you feel the, the sweat is like sort of on your t-shirt is like exactly how it would fall in teen wolf or something i wish i could tell you it was for exertion it's just heat is it that hot down where you are it's quite warm I've, I also have discovered that I run slower than anyone else that runs in Crawley, it seems. I, I, just, I just get, the number of times I get overtaken. What, man, like, lapped? Not lapped. No, I just run around the neighbourhood, around Maidenbough. Let me make you feel better about yourself. Okay, go on. In the running world, right, you've got to think about it like being like a prison, right? You're not the toughest, but you're probably one of the most recognisable people on A-Wing, right? So when other people see you, like, sort of, jogging, running down the road, and they see you, they're like, I'm going to fucking show him, I'm going to overtake him. So they probably exert themselves that little bit harder just to whiz past you and fucking, you know. And actually, so in a way, not only are you you getting fit yourself, but you're actually getting other people's heart rates up to sort of whiz past you. I wish I, wish I could believe that's what the thought process is. What I suspect the thought process actually is, is that somebody runs up behind me and they think, oh, my God, if I can't make it past that fucking slug, I might as well give up. Do you, I, 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 do you know what? Sometimes I don't even think they are even trying to overtake me. I just think naturally. Sometimes, I'm going to be honest with you, I, I sometimes think to myself, I don't know if this is faster than walking, what I'm doing. Mate, I say that all the time. That's probably one of the things when people say about quotable Tom Davis things. Yeah. One thing I've said quite a lot. Is it? When you watch certain people running, I'm like, you might as well walk, mate. Is that your little line, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, a little, not not quite as supportive when you're off the podcast, are you, my wolf? <laughs> no, no, I didn't say it. You know, because if, if if somebody if somebody wrote in, if somebody emailed in and said, "Dear Wolf and Al, a um, little bit of an embarrassing thing. I've started running, uh, and I'm running at quite a slow pace, and I find it a little bit embarrassing. I kind of feel a bit self conscious." You'd go, "Well, f- first of all, let me say this: you are one of the greatest human beings that's ever emailed into the podcast." As we say, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. You running is one of the most incredible achievements that, that anyone in the, mem- the human race has ever strived to excel themselves to do. So do not let these doubters knock you back, okay? You run, you run, and I'm going to say what I always say on these things, you do you. <laughs> and then you sit back and eat a protein bar or something and wait for me to give my advice. Right, look, listen, little Romney Clown, right? <laughs> listen to me, right? The reason... The reason, uh, the, the reason I say this about running, and this is genuine, right, is running can be very, very bad for you if you're not doing it properly. Right. Like really bad for your joints, your knee, your sure, hips, sure, your ankles, sure, your calves. Sure. Right? It can be very... I get it. I get it. I get it. You don't have to name everything. Your legs, yes, basically, right? Yeah, sure. So it can be very bad for you, mate, if you're not doing it properly. Actually, walking at a fast pace is proven through science to be better for you. So... If you, but what you, what you, you've fallen into the trap of doing, and I don't want to dig you out here because I love you, but you basically want to be going around all your sort of like members clubs and all your fucking, you know, your cool people that you knock around with and turn around and go, oh yeah, you went for a run this morning, really knocked your pipe out, right? Instead of going, I went for a really sensible, fast walk. You want to be known as Rom the Runner. First of all, first of all, first of all, first of all, I'm not a member of any members clubs. And if there's, if, if, if any of the two of us, are a little sucking on that fucking membership dick. It's you, all right? Secondly, the idea that if I was a member of one of those clubs, that I'd start talking about what fucking exercise I'd done that day. Such a damning indictment of what I bring to a conversation. <laughs> is if I'd turn up and, oh, fucking hell. Yeah, been on a little run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Having said that, that is what I started the podcast with. You started so, the podcast yeah. with it and you started our conversation this morning with it. So do I think that in a in a scenario where you walk into like, you know, I don't know, like the cool lounge or wherever you're like a member of, and you go walking in and you're like, right, opening gambit, you went for a run this morning. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, sorry, so love. Can I get a uh, get us a flat white with oat milk and um saying it's good for aching limbs after my big run? Mm. And then you'd, you'd bowl in, you go, hello, fucking I haven't eaten for ages. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> fucking catering's a nightmare. Oh, my God. <laughs> How are you supposed to get a day's work done? I thought I fucking not had anything decent for the last couple of hours. Do you feel any aches and pains after your run? No, but I actually... So I, I was quite, I was quite uh, rude to you just then. I would say that I was a bit disparaging of your advice but I do actually agree with you one of the things that I was sort of worried about when I started running um I'm talking like I've got some sort of running career under my belt I haven't at all but what but one of the things I was worried about is loads of runners see, well I don't know if it's a myth or not but runners seem to have shit knees don't they they, they yeah, all right. seem to have like yeah. so anyway I looked into it and uh I I basically um have had to this is so boring. I'm actually boring myself. I can't even bother to finish the sentence. No, come on, tell us all. Tell us all. That's why we're here, a support network. I, I researched what kind of running technique you've got to have to not injure your knees. Did you practice in I, the living room? Um, <laughs> you did, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know I really? 
I really thought about lying to you to save my own sort of dignity there, but no, no I did. I did practice in the living room. What, like little sprints or like slow? No, not sprints, but just sort of, you, you've got to have your leg, knees straight and you can't, you don't want to hit heel first and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, you've got to hit toe first, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to sort of practice that bit. And I bought some like ridiculously expensive running shoes oh, that's supposed man. to stop you injuring yourself. Am I a mug? Look, look, I love you with all my heart. You have to be fucking very careful, man. Because the thing is, right, once you get into the running world, it's a bit like a cult, right? Mm. You know, and you will. How is it a cult? I'm not. I'm not talking to no. anybody or engage or socialising anybody about. You've this brought new well. trainers. You're going online to find out how to do it properly, even though it's in actually in your psyche to do it properly, right? Tell you what, right? Me and you are out in the woods. A massive bear comes towards us, right? And I'm like, run! And you're going to go? Oh God, I forgot how to run. Where's my YouTube clip? Your instinct will fucking let you run. Yeah, but I don't. I don't want. I don't intend to be running from the bear long enough for it to jeopardise my joints. I'm just going to sprint away from a fucking bear. I'm not worried about my technique then. My only technique, if we're sprinting away from a bear, is being faster than you. Which I know we both know that you're not. <laughs> well, that's what that's what you that's the impression that you're under. Yeah, but, but let me tell you. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Within 15 seconds, the bear would be chowing down on a big hunk of wolf. Well, because mate, I'd be fucking out of there, mate. I still know, and every listener of this podcast knows you kept you chickened out, you blocked out, mate, of the uh, <laughs> of the big race. So it's still there, baby, when you want it. I'm not. I didn't chicken out the race. It just wasn't convenient for us to run. And you started making it a big thing, talking about it on socials and shit like that. Walking around King Gary, just going, "Oh yeah, have you heard what's going on tomorrow? Yeah, yeah don't listen. We're gonna have to push back that scene because Rom and I are having a massive fucking race." So. Uh, Mate, doing all that. The, the, this is the thing that you don't get. And obviously we talked about some of my sporting endeavours on here before, right? Like the the cycle around the lake. I think probably about 90% of sport is mental endurance and like me getting inside your brain. What, what's the point you're trying to make here? Well, like, because I actually think it could be quite a close race. But you didn't know I thought that. But you thought I definitely thought I'd win, didn't you? I, I, don't, I, I don't know what you think. <laughs> it's impossible to know. But I do feel like you're sort of fucking with me a bit now. I do, I do feel slightly <laughs> outmaneuvered. I've got to be honest. Look, I'd like to go for a run with you, but a friendly run. Like, that would be one of my dreams. So a, couple of, a couple of people I know have said that. I've gone, do you want to go on a jog together? Be careful on that. Why? Why? why what do you mean? Don't go with it. Look, I think me and you are probably going to be about a similar sort of standard of running. Yeah, okay. So this is what I'm worried about. Yeah. I don't want to agree to go on a run with somebody, and then they gamble off. And then they're just constantly having to come back and go. Then hear them going, "Oh, this isn't. This probably wasn't a good idea. Actually, I, I sort of, I sort of thought we'd be at a similar pace. But if you're going to be going like this the whole time, then it's not really worth my while or whatever. I don't want to deal with that shit." That happened you know with I mean? me when I went swimming with a friend, and I scarcely have ever been back in a pool since. Like seriously, swimming in a pool. Okay, I, 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 can I just ask you something? Any of the things that you say in this podcast true? <laughs> yeah, that is true. Well, okay, but a few weeks ago. You, when I was on a holiday, you're talking about how as soon as you get near a swimming pool, you jump in yeah, because I mean, you want to sh show off to whatever girl you're with. You also told me that if we were aquatic animals, that you'd be fucking king of the castle. You yeah, told me that you, be you, you believe that you belong in the water. So what are you telling me now? Who, who did you get in the pool with? Aquaman. What happened? <laughs> Listen, I still love the pool. I st if me and you were on holiday, I'd race you to the pool and jump in it and I'd fucking probably spend the whole day just larking about and swimming underwater and I love that. What I mean is, 
I went swimming with someone in the way that you're talking about running, where it's like, you know, we'll swim together, you know, hit a bit of front crawl, breaststroke, have a conversation. And I just couldn't keep up. And it was really, it really put a blight on what I thought of my swimming technique. Do you know what the, the, the biggest problem with that is? Is that either of you thought that was a good idea? I, I mean, the idea that you want to socially swim with a mate, it fucking, I, I, can't, I can't imagine what set of circumstances would lead you to think that's a good idea. Oh, yeah, I really enjoy having a drink with you. Maybe we should do this in the pool. But there's a club, swimming club. So that's what people do. They'll get together and have a swim. Yeah. Look, that's why that's that's again why golf is amazing. Yeah. Because different levels you can play, but you can still mm-hmm. win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm it's... still yet to achieve a level of golf. Where I'm... Do you know what? I've been playing golf for what four months. And I've still not been on a golf course. What? If, I, just go, I, just go, I, I just go to the driving range, hit a few balls, come back and go. Maybe next time I go out on the course. I, I don't. I think it, this is starting to feel like losing my virginity. <laughs> Are you? Do you know what I mean? Are you? Uh, how many? How often have you been at the driving range? I haven't been at all because I went. I went on holiday. I mean, since I've been back, I've been working. So, but I, I'm looking to go next week. But again, look, I'm back to square one now. I don't do it regularly enough. So, but you can train in the house, mate. You can do it like with like number one, get a little mat, right? Mm, mm. Um, by that I don't mean like a little bloke called Matt. Um, oh my god! I can't, do, do you know what? <laughs> Oh my god! Thank you for that little time traveling you know, journey back to the reason Jonglers I, I find, in 1986. <laughs> he's not find it so funny because when we were growing up, we used to have a mate called Matt, and he used to—he was quite small—and he used to sneak into people's gardens and nick their like underwear off the washing line. And his nickname was the Underpant Gnome. And I don't know—I just thought of him just when, <laughs> when he said that. Why were you hanging out with a bloke that stole underwear from people's gardens? <laughs> <laughs> he was in the circle of friends I was in, and he was. Yeah. If 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 a friend of mine said, "Oh, I've been nicking underwear from people's gardens," I would say, "I don't think I want to hang out with you." I mean, and if he asked why, I'd say, "Because I think you're you're flirting with the edges of being a sex offender." <laughs> Someone's nan saw him do it, and that's why we all found out. And Someone's that... nan. Someone's nan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. So was he nicking Nan's underwear? <laughs> he like loads of diff- He didn't like he nicked lots of underwear. I think it was more like the adrenaline of running off. He said, which again, I suppose you you sort of understand in a way, like because as a fellow runner, <laughs> he used to like the adrenaline of being chased <laughs> with a claw full of underwear. That was his. That was his thing. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Uh, well, that's one. That's one person I'm glad you've named Matt. I hope you're on some sort of list somewhere. <laughs> I haven't seen him for years, but yeah, yeah, mm. yeah I suppose they move away and stuff, don't they? Um, yeah, uh, yeah, they move away. They get moved to different prisons or whatever. <laughs> I had an awful situation yesterday. So I'm uh, in this apartment I'm in. Right, mm. you're in an apartment. Well, yeah, like a yeah, I would say apartment in the sort of loosest possible way. Um, okay, and uh, I, I've got it's cold at the moment. I've got a little bit of a feeling a bit run down, yeah. so I sort of like I'm gonna have a hot bath, try and sweat it out. Right. So I'm in the bath, and two guys let themselves into my flat to do some maintenance work. What? <laughs> I'm lying in the bath. The bath's like yeah. at least fucking two foot small, too too small for me. Right. So yeah. I'm already squeezed into this bath. And 
I'm sort of lying there, sort of like eyes closed, trying to sort of like meditate, you know, just sort of have concentrate my breathing. And then these two guys come in and start really chatting and laughing together. I've never felt so vulnerable in my whole life. Like I was just lying in this bath. So it was so pathetic. I had to go, I'm in the bath. I'm in the bath. I'm in the bath. And then they started really laughing. And they, they sort of, I could hear one of them doing an impression of me downstairs. It was so demeaning. And now I'm really nervous about bumping into them. So I had to, and I lay in the bath. They were here for about 45 minutes doing work. I had to lie in the bath for 45 minutes. God, I'm so lucky you didn't free, freeze to death. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Why? Uh, you knew I was going to say that, did you? Yeah. Get, why, why, did you why did you respond to that like, like a, a fucking tired wife? <laughs> <laughs> I did keep on filling uh, it up with uh, hot uh, water. Because- yes. Well, if- yes, I'm going to freeze to death because I told you that story about being in the bath. Yes, very funny, Ramesh. No, but I was careful to keep to, it topped up with hot water. I love a little top up. Oh, especially oh, when you switch the tap on with your toes. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, it's amazing. It's so fucking blissful. Oh. So blissful. Um, we got. Uh, it feels weird doing a bonus episode. We haven't done one for ages. Yeah, we got to do some emails. Do you want to see some? Do you want to do some emails? Yeah, how's the swan been? How is she? Just checking well, the in. swan the swan hasn't selected these emails today, so let me just preempt this by saying the selection might not be. Uh, the swan's a little bit. Uh, she's been a little bit busy, so I I I I told her that she didn't have to do it this week. Um, I don't know. I'm lying. I forgot to tell her that we're doing a bonus episode. So <laughs> I was going to say it was so clearly a lie. <laughs> That's so clearly alive. It's also also like the pathetic, like most awful lie I've ever heard. Like you literally berated me for lying about swimming, and then you told the most pointless lie I've ever heard. Yeah, she's really busy and stuff at the moment. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she is bu- she is busy, but <laughs> the reason that I've chosen the emails is because I forgot to tell her. Um, okay, dear Wolf, Al, and the Swan, uh, your sweet. This is this is actually we're sort of being accused of something here. So I'm just going to okay. give you a heads up. All right. Dear Wolf Allen the Swan, your sweet, sweet friendship is clear to hear across the airways, but sometimes I really struggle to buy how close you are. I hope I'm wrong, but for example, this week Tom said, text me your address. Other times he said, how old is Theo? I can only go from my friendship groups where I know addresses, ages, kids' names, etc. Is it important? And this is the, the real kicker. I bet the Swan knows her best friend's details. Love the hedgehog. Um, Number one, hedgehog. Um, I don't any clarity or any like knowing like I did I don't know hardly anyone's birthday or anyone's name and if you think for a second that I know all of my friends addresses you are dizzy as heck like <laughs> I, I don't even know people's numbers anymore that's what a phone does like honestly um you know it's, it's different people have different barometers of how how they judge things you know like for me yeah I don't know Robert's address I don't know how old uh, his three children are. I don't even know what their middle names are, but in a world of closeness, if ever I've needed a shoulder to cry on or someone to go to and like with any of my problems and chat it out, I can tell you 100% Romish will be there. And that is, you know, that, that's how I judge closeness. And uh, oh, yeah, that's, that's how so, I judge so... the vibe that we have between us. So uh, maybe we should just get an address book and just put addresses in it. Well, I should get your address <laughs> well, tattooed on my butt. It did make me think this email actually a little bit. I've got to be honest with you because I, um, first of all, I don't like uh, even my close friends. I can never remember how old their kids are. Sometimes no. I get nervous when I'm about to ask about their kids because I think, do I definitely know 
do I definitely know what their kids' name? Even if I do know what their kids' names are, I still start to get nervous as I go to talk about it. The thing that, but that's, that's sort of normal, I think. Not knowing addresses, blah, blah. I don't even know addresses of people. Like I've been to people's houses and I still don't know their address. Do you know what I mean? I sort of know yeah. where it is or whatever. Like, but it did make me think. You and I have never, never been to each other's houses, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, so, so we've only ever we only ever meet up when we're out and about or at work or whatever. But you're one of my closest mates. It's a weird thing, isn't it? I, I yeah. don't know if this is like. I'd, I'd love to know how common that is. Do you know what I mean? Because. For whatever reason, because you and I don't live close to each other at all, there's just we just haven't ever been to each other's house. I mean, we are gonna remedy that very soon when you come yeah. around to my house. Well, and take crazy, your, but also an, an inaugural shit. But if if I if I lived near you, I'd be around your house at least four times a week. Well, for that, for, in light of that, we can only count our blessings, can't we? Well, no. Even if you were there, I'd probably stop by to see Lisa and the boys just to sort of like drop shit off and stuff. Oh god, the idea that I'd cu- I'd come back from like being out at work or something and then you're at my house just pottering about chatting to Lisa just you and Lisa <laughs> lent over the kitchen table having a cup of coffee together oh hello hello he stranger yeah I've just done your guttering for you boy <laughs> just saying to Lisa you've got to stop working so much <laughs> now we're losing the house obviously since I've been living near you I'm spending so much time around here we're uh, yeah I've not taken on any new work uh, so, Hedgehog, in answer to your question, I think it was just a genuinely sort of innocent, yeah, yeah, innocent yeah. inquiry. But um, struggle, struggle to buy how close you are was the yeah. I, I think that's a bit of a kicker. And you know what? I think that that is is a telling sign of some some parts of modern society that people would rather just think that nice things aren't always true and sweet things. Uh, aren't what I do true. think, though, the Swan, yeah. She does uh, have a go at me for not asking the right questions. So, for example, you know, whenever you've had news or I say, oh, Tom's, this is going on with Tom and that, and she'll go to me, oh, right, when, when's that starting? And I go, I don't. Yeah, I yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Or she'll she go, she go, how did that come about? And I go, I don't, I don't know. She goes, well, it's not the first thing I would have asked them. Yeah. And I go, well, okay, well, I'll arrange for you to have a fucking interrogation with them, shall I? Do you know what I mean? I don't no, know why I bother telling this in the first place. Yeah, but then I'm like literally every time I go to my sister's house, I have to text mm. her and ask her for the address. I've been around there thousands of times. I have to text and go, "What's your address again?" I haven't got it memorized. Does she get pissed off, is she all right? No, she just knows that I'm a fucking idiot who doesn't retain any kind of information. <laughs> uh, okay, well, listen, Hedgehog. I hope we uh, answered your query there. Okay, this is from Debbie. Oh, one of my favourite names, an old classic. This is quite a quick one. It's just in regards to it's the niche. I always think Debbie's like, hearing the name Debbie's like hearing a song you really like from back in the day. You just don't hear Debbie. It's an old-fashioned old name. Yeah, I like the name Debbie. I think it's a good, earnest name. Mm. Uh, good morning. Hope you're all well. Love the podcast. Listen every week. Just listening to this morning's podcast. So this is very new, this email. Wow. Just so. listening to this morning's podcast where you've mentioned the meat shortage. Wow. It's due to a gas shortage. Wow. Local butchers do not gas flush their packs like supermarkets do. What does the fuck is that mean? What's gas flushing? Fuck knows, but I want to know. I just thought you would have known because you sort of in, you know you sort of know about this sort of stuff, don't you? Shall I look? Yeah. Shall I look it up? Look at gas flushing, please. Gas flushed bacon. Is it what? So gas just, flushing. 
Car- carbon dioxide and oxygen are pumped into meat packaging to lengthen the meat's shelf life. I'm not sure if I like that. That's that, So butchers aren't doing it, but supermarkets are. So local butchers are not doing it, but supermarkets are. Look, this is the time now. If you fancy a sausage or you fancy a burger or you fancy some chicken, go and support your local butchers. Do not succumb to the charms of gas flushing. Um, yeah, I mean, do not succumb to the charms of something that you discovered existed, what, 45 seconds ago? And now when you started a campaign against it? <laughs> it's the worst. That's, yeah, it's just really not me for six. Uh. <laughs> um, obviously, uh, I, I'm not a meat eater. I do, I do like the idea of a local butcher, though. Yeah. Like what? What's it like going into? What's it like going into? Oh, man, it's fucking. I sometimes. What is your local? But who's your? Who's your local butcher? We've got two, but my favourite one is in our gardens, local garden centre. Right. Real group of real group of zany characters who sort of know a lot about meat and stuff. You can pop in, have a chat. Sort of. Sometimes when Catherine's having a look around the plants and stuff at the garden centre, I'm just going to the butchers for a chat, even if I don't want any meat. Oh god, I bet they look forward to that. <laughs> And I'll just be. And I'll just... If, if there's anything worse than having a conversation with a customer, it's having a conversation with a customer that doesn't want to fucking buy anything. No, but I'll go in and say, what? Oh, look, we got some new sausages on uh, in at the moment. Sort of like, window, yeah, that's why it says new sausages <laughs> in the window, Tom. I'll just like, um, how's kebabs? I suppose they're not sitting very well with the weather. That sort of stuff. <laughs> My God. <laughs> But do they like? Do they give you like personalised little recommendations? They go, "We've got a nice little, oh. nice little cut of this and that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, like I'll just sort of. I always like. I think one of the greatest things in life, and actually, I tell you what, the Northerners are great for this. Uh, up north, they really revel in this. Is I always think testing people for like to see how much they know about their their profession because I think everyone should take real pride in what they do. Mm. So I think sort of saying like, "Oh, you know, what's the best cut of steak you have in today?" or you know, like you, when you went to get your trainers for running, I bet you really, like, you really delved into it, got asked, asked some pretty fucking big questions, right? No, I, I bought them online, actually. Oh, right, well, yeah, there goes the problem. But but I tell you I tell you what, fun little fact for you. Yeah. The shoes were recommended to me uh, by Michael Payne, who does our very own theme tune. Wow. Yeah. Michael. He is, by the way, let me just say, right, mm. we talk about drippiness, Rom. Actually, busting a pretty trippy look to that. Actually, I kind of like that vibe that you're going for. It's, it is cool. You know, I like to look at myself as being a bit Tom, trippy. Tom, isn't it? I know why you're saying this because you're looking so drippy. No, 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 no. But Michael Payne is like literally like one of my fashion idols. Mm. That guy is insane. Like, you know what? He is like, he's a styling icon. I can't believe that he's not more known for his actual genuinely styling of what he wears. He does dress. Justin does his real name's Justin. Yeah. He does dress incredibly. Yeah, but incredibly. Like the, his tra- his trainer game is trainer game is good, but actually uh, his matching of different styles and his bravery within mm. some of the choices he makes is Bravery sounds like a bit of an insult, actually. What really? No, yeah, he, it does he, a bit. In this context. He, he you know, if so, if, so if, if you if you turn up and if you turn up to meet me somewhere, right? And I said to you, God, you're brave wearing that. Would you take that as a compliment? Yeah. I'd be like, thank okay. you. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't know why I'm asking somebody who doesn't know the meaning of words <laughs> or context. He will put things together that I would go, fucking hell, that is a brave choice. That is like, yeah. and, and carry it off with a plum. With a plum. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. much a plum. 
And that's coming from you, who I think is pretty, I th- I consider you to be pretty courageous with the stuff you were. And I mean that as a compliment. Well. Um, okay, well, let's listen, it's good to know about the gas flushing. Uh, ditch your supermarket, shop local, support your local butcher, guys. Wow, not just your, also your local grocer and your yeah, local your chemist, local um, other local shops. Yeah, local fish and chip shop. Bakeries. Oh, bakeries, man. Still local guns. bakeries. Yeah. Still Big up David. Coughlin's. Yeah. Shout out Coughlin's. Coughlin's. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Next email. This is a very, very quick one. This, this is from yeah. Daryl Skipper. Everybody knows oh, what dog. two names. Daryl Skipper. The Skipmeister. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he says, everyone knows what Dom's is. Right. Okay. Well, I didn't. So that's, you've, you're, you completely ruined yourself. Skippy. What do you mean? Oh, I didn't no, know what it was. Okay, yeah, he's not... Okay, we're taking that very literally. Mm, well, no, he said he's tried to be really cool and say, oh, that everybody knows who it was. So there's one person in the world who didn't. So that's not everybody. Yeah, but you do know what it is. When I just I, said it, you knew what it was. Yeah, I do now, because you told me what it was. Yeah, so, he, so as of now, this email's correct. All right. He didn't say everyone knows knew what Dom's is yesterday, did he? Right. He said everyone knows what Dom's... If you want to be a literal prick, here right. you go. I Literal want everyone here. who's listening to this podcast now, right, to like email Ramesh. And say, I didn't know what Dom's was or I knew what Dom's was. Okay. No, please don't do that. Please yes. don't do that. Don't do that. And put Dom's in the headline. Don't, don't, don't. Thank you so much. Do not do that. Thank you. Uh, but thank you, Daryl. Turns out I'm not a jargony sort of. Nerdy twat. Oh, mate, you're but... king jargon. Uh, okay. Uh, this is from... This is from Georgia. Hi, Wolf Allen Swan. Love the pod. Wanted to share this with you to see if it's as weird as I think it is. No need to keep me anonymous, as if this gets on the pod, I'll be sharing it with my psycho of a mother. Me and my family have had a clear out, and I was looking through some old boxes last week, and I found a load of old teeth in a little box. There's got to be about 10 teeth in there, and I could tell they weren't human. I asked my mum why the fuck there were weird teeth in a box. And she said she keeps all the teeth our dogs lose when they're babies. Turns out she's got about six different dog teeth, six different dogs' teeth in this box from all of our past dogs. Also in the same box was a kidney stone from our guinea pig that died five years ago from my dad accidentally cooking it. Jesus Christ. I mean, that story needs a bit of unpacking, doesn't it? But she doesn't doesn't elaborate on that at all. We started talking about these things and she openly said that when she dies, she wants to be cremated and mixed in a big pot with all our past animals that have also been burned. Wow. Is this as weird as I think it is? And do you or your people, you know, do people, you know, keep weird sentimental objects? I've heard about keeping children's teeth and umbilical cords as I work with kids, but dogs must be weird. I'm my mum's only daughter and she's so sentimental about these things. Why the fuck haven't I got anything? Thanks, guys. If you read this, I definitely need you to. Uh, to see if I need to start looking for nursing homes. Uh, what do you think about you know what? this, Tom? It, w- it would be easy to sit here and pour scorn or make little of this situation. I actually, in a way, think it's quite sweet. I think that, like, apart from the, the you know, the guinea pig story about boiling it, cooking it to death, and then finding out I had a kidney stone, which <laughs> would make you worry about the kid guinea pig. Like, oh, what are they doing with me now? At least hopefully I'll be able to get rid of this fucking pain whenever I urinate and then realising that you're actually going to be fucking boiled to death. Um, I actually kind of think it's got, as a dog owner, like it's, uh, you know, 
I, I, I absolutely adore my dog. I, yeah, not, I, I'm in a position where I think I'll keep his teeth. I definitely will keep his like lead and stuff. But I think, yeah, I, I kind of get it with your mum. I think that she, she's holding on to something. That there's, it's something that's important. And also, it's, it's, I guess it's... Like, we had a long conversation the other day with someone about uh, if there's... You know, not to get too deep, but you know, if there's a God plot you know, and all that sort of stuff and what happens about the afterlife and all that. And you you had a chat with someone about yeah 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 my friend Abraham, um and I was like <laughs> I was like is that is that really his name yeah 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 I, yeah so in my head right it's not about if there's a god or if all that sort of stuff that's all I'll let that be an argument between wiser and sort of more noble people what I I look at is if you believe surely that there's something after this right like whatever that may be. Is a better thought than just thinking for eternity I'm just going to be stuck in the ground or just burnt and then just thrown into the sea or whatever. Yeah. That there's somewhere that my spirit and my soul goes, right? It's like if you go on holiday, you're going to book and go on holiday and someone went, oh, where are you going? Oh, I'm going to go to Portugal, to so-and-so. And they're like, oh, it's shit there. You're not going to look forward to it, are you? No. You're just going to spend the whole time on the lead up to the holiday thinking it's going to be shit. So I think actually sort of sitting there and thinking, oh, actually, you know what? I'm going to make some plans because whatever happens after this is going to be better than this. Yeah, God or not God, whatever, and all, all that sort of stuff. And actually that your mum thought, oh, you know what, I'm going to be in a big pot with some teeth and some bits that I've kept from things that gave me pleasure in my life. I kind of dig that. I think that's kind of sweet. And, I, you know, shout out your mum, Georgia. I think she's an absolute G. Uh, okay. Well, I really didn't expect you to have that take on it. Um, I don't, oh, I don't know. I, I've never. I don't have pets. Have you ever had a pet? Yeah, we had fish once. Oof. We had two. But we had budgies as well. Fish. By the great. way, I don't think I don't classify a fish as a pet. I'd say it's more like just buying a painting that moves. Well, you, do you know what? I, I find that utterly unsurprising from you. I mean, I agree with you. It's it's like an ornament, isn't it? Having yeah, a, a it's fish not a pet. It. Okay, budgies. Yeah, budgies are a pet. Yeah, I call a budgie a pet. They've got character. I was scared of them, and uh, once my mum went out and the budgies escaped from the cage, and she found me locked in the porch crying. Wow, fucking hell. I didn't want the budgies to get in it. Because they could just, like, fly over your head and, like, I sort of feel them sort of graze your hair and stuff. I found it really horrifying. Yeah, I mean, I feel Um, sorry for you, but that's, fucking hell, it's worrying to think of budgies and seeing you as being the most vulnerable member of the house and wait till your mum went out just to sort of break out of their... Little prison. Exactly. To get exactly. To. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that is fucking scary. Yeah. That you know what that means is basically every time you're eating dinner and like you're sitting there eating your spaghetti hoops and your alphabetti or whatever, right? Yeah. And you're sitting there and you're sort of like chatting away. What are like, you doing now? What are you doing now? Well, I'm just saying, right? Oh, you're sitting there with your brother who's like we you know, you sit there and your brother's like laughing and joking. And every now and again they see you just looking over at them like, a little bit scared over your shoulder or whatever. Mm. And they're like when when he's on his fucking own in here, we're gonna fucking break out of this cage and fuck him up. That's basically what they've done. Do, do you want to hear a li- really sad story about those budgies? God, like my mum and dad used to. My mum and dad used to have loads of parties, right? And used to go to loads of parties, loads of Sri Lankans in sort of crawly area and sort yeah. of South London and stuff. And so they always used to go around to each other's house. And one day we had a massive, they had a massive party around our house. Yeah, we put a we put a cloth over the budgies' cage as you do at night. And they're sort of dancing to like Tamil music and stuff like that. Not the budgies, like everyone yeah, at the yeah, party. Yeah, yeah. 
The next day, we took the blanket off. Both the budgies were dead. What? Why? I just guess they were like super racist. No, I just, I just think that I think this, I think the, I think the noise like just must have just freaked them out. Fuck it, they up. died. Right. What did you think in your heart at that point? What do you mean? What are you trying to get at? Well, no, you were like fucking. I was gutted. But you were terrified of them. Yeah, but I didn't want them to die. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you maybe like that's sort of like how you. You know, you sort of like you enjoyed that sort of relationship. We had them like sort of like yeah, like people who go to sort of prostitutes and they like put stand on someone's back with high heel shoes on, like like be dominated and stuff. Sorry, you you <laughs> think that um, I saw the budgies as as like my dominant mistresses? I'm just saying that that might be what you're into. That that was S and M. Oh oh, don't. Don't don't fly at me like that. Don't please don't no carry on. No, don't stop. Rubbish why your trousers around your ankles. Why why have you tied a budgie to you while you're wanking? Could you just watch pornos like normal boys? <laughs> uh okay. So um look, Georgia, in all honesty, um I think Tom and I are slightly differ on this. I find it a bit strange, if I'm being honest with you. But She's not harming anyone. So, you know, my motto is, if you're not harming anyone, it's probably all right. Wowzers. Yet you were so horrible about Matt the underpant, though. He's stealing from people. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's robbery. Yeah. There's a victim there, I'd argue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Next email. Howls and hoots, guys. What a nice little greeting. Oh, that's a nice one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I find it really sweet how the wolf admires the owl's kids. He always has a lot of kind words to say about them, like they're mates of his. Yeah, they don't really like that. I'd like to hear. <laughs> I'd like to hear the wolf interview the kids for a portion of the podcast. I can imagine the wolf would try, try too hard to impress them and fail miserably. This would be hilarious. Keep up the good work, howls and hoots. So he's gone for it again, uh, and that is from Rish the Fish. Uh, first, well, the reason I selected this email, Tom. Well, can is... I just quickly say, at first I was actually genuinely really touched until he said about me trying to impress the kids and failing miserably. I did slightly, yeah, God. The saddest thing of it all, Ron, is that is genuinely my relationship with most of my friends' kids and kids that we, I work with is me trying to be really cool and regressing to sort of what my life was like as a child myself, trying to be cool and failing miserably. Well, I, I, first of all, I think... I'm going to say this honestly. I think you're wonderful with my, our kids. Whenever you talk to them, I love the way you talk to them. You're not patronising. You're great. I actually think you're great with kids. I, I really, really do think that. Uh, the only exception I would say to that is when we were working with a group of kids on King Gary, when I would say that you and I, and I consider myself to be all right with kids, do you know what I mean? You and I sort of regressed into two yeah. sort of thirsty little kids for some reason, we started behaving like we needed the acceptance of the group. Yeah. Of, of children. I don't know what the hell happened to us. What was what the most embarrassing part of that is that we were filming scenes with a range of boys who are from the age of, what, 12 to sort of, what, 13, 14. We yeah. didn't just regress to the age of kids. We regressed not, like, to the age, but also where our social standards would have been at the age of 13, 14. And we weren't at the bottom of the pile, but we were pretty close to it. Like, you know... Yeah. 
like there was a boy there who did MMA fighting. There was a boy there who's had trials for Chelsea. There, like these boys were so much fucking I know. cooler than we were. A- a- alpha kids, weren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. There was one kid there, genuinely, and there was a moment where I stood with you and we were both trying to make him laugh and think that we were oh, cool. God. And oh. he looked us up and down like we were pieces of shit. And I, I fast forwarded in my mind to when he got home that night and his mum and dad said, oh, I, was, I was filming today. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Tom and Romish is just so fucking thirsty. They're just trying to be cool in it's front like, of you. It's, it's, it's like telling me about comedians he'd actually heard of and liked. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty awful for both of us. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the other thing is, is I find myself, and I don't know if you find this, if ever I see a kid that sort of looks like an outsider or is being bullied or whatever, or whatever, I always grab, I just, I just remember what, and I, by the way, I don't want to over egg this. I wasn't like, you know, I don't want to, I, I don't want people that get, went to school with me, I think, oh, you're really laying this on thick into your outsider status. But like, what I mean is like. I, do, I just feel sorry for kids. I, I always gravitate towards kids like that. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. I think, and then, and then I stop myself because I think the, the last thing this kid needs is a fucking adult going over and going, "All right, buddy." So yeah, 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 this, yeah. Is, this is making me cool. Yeah, you know what I mean, it, you know what? It's it's a real trouble. Do you know actually? Just on this note, something I'm just going to get his name up. Something that's brought me incredible amount of joy this uh, this this week, which seems weird as, as I'm just about to talk about children, but um. Uh, there's a guy called Francis Bourgeois, right? Who's a train spotter on Instagram and TikTok, right? Mate, mate, I love this guy. Right, I this love this guy. guy. Is this the guy? Is this the guy that has a GoPro? On? Yes. Like, oh my god, I oh, love this dude. Like on my life, I started following him, and every time this week I felt a little bit down or I felt a little bit like fucking life, whatever. I watch him, like do like with the trains going past. Like I, I like he is so fucking happy doing what he's doing. He's got his thing. He's like the, he doesn't need anything else. Or like he's got his little mates that he does it with. Honestly, it's one of the Mate, most he's, joyous he's... things in a world where we watch social media and it's like I watched a fucking person on there and it's I don't I, I don't like to be fucking negative. It's not my vibe. But I saw a thing yesterday of someone like pulling a silly face and doing the whole thing, going, "Oh yeah, this is the real me. Maybe I should be more silly on here." I'm like, then fucking be silly, you prick. Because every fucking post, you and a fucking Ralph Lauren jumper looking like you're fucking just walking off a catwalk. Be silly. Have a good time. Relax. Yeah, not everything's got to be this fucking hardcore fucking... Like, this guy is just frankly joyous. And when we look at social media, everyone should try and be like this guy. Mate, this this guy, right? So Beckett, Rob Beckett introduced me to this guy. He just fucking loves trains, right? Yeah. And, and, like, he'll sit there and a train he likes comes past and they'll, they'll, the, the horn will go off and... I don't know. It's something pure about it. It's yeah. addictive. Mate, what a he great knows guy. the driver's I'd have, names. I'd, I'd have him as a guest on the podcast. He is the only person I'd have as a guest on this podcast. He is incredible. I mean, it, it means nothing you saying that because <laughs> a, a few weeks ago you wanted a monk on, and a few weeks before that you wanted fucking the head of Krispy Kreme on or whatever. I mean, it's just impossible to mate. Know. This guy is. I, would I just, love this guy. Mate, I would like to mate. show up, find out where he's doing his training. Yeah. I'd love to meet him. I'd actually love to meet him. If anybody knows him, can you please tell him that the Wolf and I absolutely love him? And I would just buy him. I'd literally just go, let his 100 quid make it pizzas whenever you want. Okay. That... uh, This is... (laughs) I just... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Right, do you want to do one more? Let's do one more, (laughs)
This is a quick one, actually. Let's do two more. Yeah. Okay. Because this one's quite a quick one. Uh, Hi, Wolf Owl and the Beautiful Swan. First of all, amazing podcast. We listen every Wednesday. This is, by the way, this is about, you want to talk about being happy? Yeah. I'm about to make you fucking delight. You're about to feel really warm and lovely. I'm just going to, I'm just going to tee that up. Uh, we uh, we love Ranganation, huge fans of League of Their Own and love King Gary and waiting for next season hurry the hell up as we're both huge fans we wanted to share with you something we couldn't resist we would like you to meet our two new kittens who we named Romesh and Tom wowzers wow we they've got two new cats one's called Romesh one's called Tom how lovely oh, they've wow. sent a photo but obviously yeah, yeah. Okay. Maybe you could put that up on your uh, on the stream, your stream. What stream? <laughs> your Instagram stream. <laughs> You're right, granddad. <laughs> you can put it on one of your newfangled interweb Yeah, but uh, that, that's the sort of thing that you should have. Like, oh, you know what my dream would be? What? If me and you could get a Christmas card made of us in Christmas jumpers with the cats on our laps. Oh, that would be lovely. And do you know what? Actually, I would. We'd, I'd love to meet these cats. We'd love to meet Tom and Ron, wouldn't we? Yeah, maybe. I could hold Ron. You could hold Tom. Yeah, I bet Tom's yeah. up to our jigs, fucking running around and sort of. I'd love it if they've got the same personalities as us. Just, <laughs> just sort of Tom, just following Ron around, irritating the shit out of him. Tom <laughs> just padding him away with his little paw. Every now and again, though, Ron else. comes over and licks Tom's arsehole to help him out. Oh. <laughs> Romish turns up to the litter tray. Tom's curled out a big one right in the middle of it. <laughs> oh, cats, man. Uh, can we just say thank you so much to Jack Shaw and Megan at Biddulph. Oh, what Jack great, Shaw the frog great. and Megan the unicorn. Oh, um, great names. For, for sending great out. names as well. Sweet okay. Uh, let's do one more. This is quite a serious one. Bit of a gear change. Okay. Um, Wagwan, Wolf Owl and the Swan. I'm a 19-year-old who just lost my virginity. My experience was not as I imagined, to say the least. Was your first time the same? And how quickly do you get better at it? Love the pod, guys. Thank you for keeping us entertained in this rough time. Much love, the tiger. Now, I picked this email because, well, I don't know what you're going to say, Tom, but um, I felt like this guy needs our help. Yeah, well, personally, uh, yeah, I, 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 these were, I, like, I, yeah, it was a very much an anticlimax. Even thinking back of it, I said, like, I feel cold when I think about it. It was a horror. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like, like you talked earlier about um, when uh, we were playing golf and anything. It's a constant worry that you're not doing something right. And, uh, and, and I think that stayed with you for quite a long time as well. And also, I mean, I, mean, like, I suppose social media, I remember like, the worry, the angst of people just talking about how bad you were. Because I remember, like, the first time I kissed someone, that was sort of like, that went around as playground gossip of quite how bad I was at it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, and then sort of like, yeah, sex is the same thing. So I, if I'm going to be honest with you, you will get better at it because that hopefully is the the nature of, you know, sort of doing it more. But also I think one of the more important things is, you know, and this is not to sound too... Deep, but it's, look at the other person involved in the situation and if you're bringing them joy and if they're enjoying it because although you might be looking at it thinking oh that wasn't that good for me and I didn't really think that was I didn't put a good account of myself or I didn't enjoy that as much so you know I think if, if you make the whole experience a little bit more about the other person a little bit less about you then um, I think that might be the way that you end up getting a little bit better at it 
Yes, very, uh, very nice advice, uh, Tom. Uh, I would say, look, I don't know, I don't know what your experiences are, but um, I do know that um, if you're 19, well, the problem is, the problem is, a lot of people think that sex is like porn, and so they think they need to be like smashing it from 27 different positions, lasting for an hour. Your dick's 19 inches long. Do you know what I mean? And all that shit. And so you can get sort of caught up with all of that. But what Tom said is right. It's sort of, you, you will get better at it. I, when I lost my virginity, it was dr- dreadful for everybody involved. But it just, that is just how it is. Do you know what I mean? And like, and actually you want to be in a position where you're kind of, I don't want to get all sort of like 50s parent about this, but you want to be in a position where you're having sex with someone and you know, you're not thinking about what your performance is like. You just, both of you just trying to have a good time. Do you know what I mean? And that, that's what it should be like. But um, Tom's sort of stroking something there as if he's getting off. No, no, What's I've got going this, this. Oh, your golf club. All right, fine. Uh, so listen, what I would say to you, uh, Tiger, do not worry about it. Do not put yourself on any pressure. Uh, you will get better. Um, don't hold yourself against, you know, don't punish yourself with some standard that you've got to achieve where you're absolutely smashing it out like some sort of like sex god. Just, you know, enjoy yourself. It's a recreational activity. Yeah, yeah. Man, just chill out, bro. Just chill out. Um, okay. You know, that's in the, it. In the well, time we've done this podcast, your sweat has completely dried. Well, that's uh, quite a disgusting thing to say at the end. That's quite oh, it means that. I can wear it again. <laughs> it has to. Yeah, it has actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, listen. I hope you enjoyed the bonus episode, guys. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Definitely. We'll be we'll be hoping to smash out the uh, bonus episodes uh, on the week again. meeting. We're back. We're back to regular bi-weekly. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, and we'll see you next time. Thank you very much. Have a lovely weekend, guys. You deserve it. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.